Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about uh, the ashes, shall we? And let's talk about a retirement that I didn't see coming because I, I will be honest, I thought, and uh, I've done a sermon earlier on about the fact that I thought Jimmy Anderson will pull up stumps, literally pull up stumps on his career. But no, it wasn't Jimmy Anderson. It's Stuart Broad. I did not see this coming. It hit, it's hit me from side on. Um, so this was Stuart Broad announcing to Sky Sport, who effectively will be his new employers after day three, that he's retiring from all professional cricket. It's everything. Not even going back to play for knots. He's given up the ghost after the Ashes, which, of course, will be tonight. It's a batting day, so it's unusual for a bowler to come down and speak to us. Have you got something to tell us, Stuart? Uh, yeah, t- uh, tomorrow will be my, well, tomorrow or Monday will be my last game of cricket. You know, it's been a, a, a wonderful ride, um, a huge privilege to wear the Nottinghamshire and the England badge as much as I have. And, um, you know, I, I'm loving cricket as much as I ever have. It's been, a, it's been such a wonderful series to be a part of. Um, and I've always wanted to finish at the top. And this series just feels like it's, it's been one of the most enjoyable entertainment I've been a part of. When did you make the decision? About 8.30 last night. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about it for a couple of weeks, but, um, you know, England versus Australia has always been sort of the pinnacle for, for me. Uh, I've loved the battles with Australia that have, that have come my way personally in the team's way. And, um, you know, I think I've got a love affair with Ashes cricket and, and I, I think I wanted my, my last bat and bowl to be in Ashes cricket. Can I ask why now in the mid? Well, the, the game isn't over. Why would you announce it now? Um, I, I told I told Stokesy last night um, and uh, told the the change room this morning. Um, and to be honest, it just it just felt the right time. I didn't want sort of friends or, or teammates at Nottinghamshire stuff to see things that might might come out. So um, I prefer to just say it and, and give it a crack, good crack for for the last Australia innings. When you told Molly, when you told Ben, were you emotional? Um, a little bit. I mean, I've, I've thought I've thought a lot about it, and um, you know, even up until like eight o'clock last night, I was just I wasn't fifty fifty, but I was I was a little bit unsure. But once I actually went to Stokesy's room and, and told him, I just I've, I've felt you know really happy ever since, really content with with everything that I've achieved in the game, and and ultimately the the decision came down to I know I want I knew I wanted to leave the game loving cricket and my lasting memories being of a really enjoyable changing room and I've just got so many friends and, and players and management that I've been around for so much in that changing room you know I, I look around and I've, I've played so much cricket with, with all of them um, and it, it feels like my change room and, and I wanted to sort of walk away with, with, with a group of playing with a group of players that I loved a bit Did Ben try and talk you out of it last night and when did the, the teammates find out and what did they say? Um, no, Ben didn't. You know, he, he he really understood the decision. You know, um, I hadn't talked a lot about it. I hadn't mentioned it to him beforehand. Um, but I wanted to make sure I was I was clear in my mind. I, I wasn't sort of going in for a negotiation, really. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was I, it needed to be clear before I mentioned it to anyone, really. Did you tell um, Jimmy? 
before oh, I told Jimmy. Else. Yeah, I told Jimmy and Rudy. Yeah, so um, yeah, and then I'm I'm the chairperson of our little football game in the morning. So I I just is that the uh, one where you're near in your face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I just I I passed over the the chair to to Ben Duckett um, with an official Premier League match ball, um, and then just added on at the end that it would be my last game. Um, I met your lovely wife or your lovely partner Molly um, she's quite looking forward to you stepping aside so that babysitting duties are now yours you can't swan off hang around more golf to be honest but, um, <laughs> no yeah you know it's, uh, ultimately there's quite a long break actually after this test series um, before England play again um, but you know I, I, I've played a long time and ultimately I feel like I'm bowling really well the body feels great um, I could have carried on but uh, it just feels like the right time yeah, talking to uh, Ian Ward there, of course, uh, Ian Ward is the host of uh, Sky Cricket uh, in, um, in the UK, and uh, does a pretty good job too, I, I must add, and um, yeah, so they know each other pretty well. Um, and um, the emotions, the emotions of uh, making that decision as well from Stuart Broad. Emotions of the next couple of days, I mean, however much you try and, try and take in your stride, last Ashes game, last game for England, last battle with David Warner... It's going to be a lot of emotions, isn't there? Yeah, awesome. You know, all, all really positive emotions. You know, it's been it's been a, a wonderful series to be a part of, and uh, I feel ultimately really proud. I've been available for all five Ashes Tests and and the Island Game. Um, didn't think in my wildest expectations that I'd have played all of them. Uh, so to have you know been there for the captain and the team um, as much as I've been able to be, um, and still have the energy and the emotion to drive this game forward and try and finish with an England win. So yeah, I, I, you know everything to, to look forward to. Really, I, I, I don't feel like I'll leave the game with with any regrets or any what could have been. Um, and you know, I, I will I will go out and give it as Pete Moore said, red hot go over the next couple of days and and give it everything. Been a heck of a ride. Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, and that's ultimately with me really enjoying the cricket. And it's such an addictive environment to be a part of. Um, I, I I wanted to leave my the, the playing side of it, loving it. You know, so my lasting memories will just be of pure happiness, and and that's exactly where I'm at. Yeah, and that's a Hussain part of uh, that interview as well. So, gee, balanced, eh? Um, not that emotional. Or, or very, very balanced, very considered. Obviously, um, you know, he's absolutely comfortable that he's made the right decision. Um, and uh, he's got his future pretty well mapped out. He'll have made a lot of money out of cricket, actually. They get uh, very well rewarded uh, English Test cricketers, especially those that have played 165 Test matches, I just add. 165 Test matches. Uh, has taken 600 wickets. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Um, he has uh, a highest test score of 169 at the at Lords, of all places, against Pakistan. Uh, his wickets came at 27.58, which doesn't put him in the upper echelon of uh, people that have got hundreds of wickets in, in the low 20s. Sure, it doesn't do that. Uh, but I think it's fair to say that uh, he will go down um, as uh, one of the greats of the game in terms of uh, world recognition. Certainly in England, he'll be number two behind Jimmy Anderson when he finally says enough is enough and maybe that'll come tonight. Maybe maybe Broad said, I'll do it tonight, Jimmy, and you can have the last night. Maybe that's uh, the way it's going to work. We'll, we'll wait and see with bated breath whether uh, Jimmy Anderson uh, backs it up and whether they lose, bang, bang, they're two greats. Compare him, I, I look at him as a talisman and a... Uh, the type of cricketer I think I'd put on the same level as uh, Tim Southey. Had uh, a terrific new ball partner with Anderson. Southey has bowled. 
Uh, Southie uh, so far has played 94 tests, 370 wickets at 28.98. So uh, not a difference there in terms of the average. Uh, but if you look at the workload, Stuart Broad and Tim Southie have basically had the same length career. Stuart Broad has had the opportunity to play 165 test matches. Uh, Tim Southey, 94, 70 less test matches. Uh, so it just goes to just show you the workload of England cricketers compared to uh, New Zealand's ones at the highest level. So for me, Stuart Broad, absolute champion, an absolute champion, slightly con- controversial, never uh, shirked away from anything at all, um, and has gone on to forge himself uh, into the history books for a long, long time. Quick bowlers don't get six or under wickets very often in their careers. Uh, he'll just stand out there as a beacon uh, along with Anderson in that regard. Right, let's look at the Test match two overall. We're already sitting here. Right, uh, Australia 135 for none. They need 249 to win off 98 overs. Um, they, they had a very shortened day yesterday, which is a great uh, shame because finally Warner and Kawaja as a unit were starting together. This is from an Australian point of view. 135 for none. Has David Warner bought himself uh, that home farewell that he wants? If he gets 100, he surely has. Uh, Kawaja undoubted his place in the side. Now then, uh, Australia won't uh, score them at uh, five and over, six and over. They don't have to. Uh, they only have to score around about two and a half and over to win this test match. So there'll be no panic from their point of view. Weather will be a big factor. Um, and whether uh, England can strike early. They've got to get rid of both these guys. They've got to have them three down by lunch, otherwise they're in big trouble, I feel. That's my uh, prediction. And at this stage, uh, in the overs that they've bowled, they have found no success whatsoever, which has been quite rare. Uh, Australia, for me, favourites if it's a fine day at the, at the uh, oval. If not, if they're not, um, and they run out of time, will they risk it to try and win this test match in, in perhaps... Uh, in perhaps two sessions, don't think they will. I don't think Australia will on the basis that if they can get out with a draw, uh, then, of course, uh, they win the series two matches to one. And, of course, they've also retained the Ashes and won the World Test Championship. And if you said uh, at the, to Pat Cummins and uh, that crew, when they boarded the plane to go to uh, England all those months ago, they would have said, this will be the end result for you guys. After six Test matches, you'll be the World Test Champions crowned. Uh, you will hold the ashes once more. I think they'd have taken it with both hands. So yeah, 10-13 interesting uh, and why not because it's been one of the best series uh, of uh, modern cricket that I can remember. It's a very special moment here at this beautiful old cricket ground in South London. Stuart Broad and James Anderson have made their way down the steps at the Betsa stand. A guard of honour from the touring Australians. The scoreboard says nine for 389, but it's all about recognising the contribution of a true Ashes champion, Stuart Broad, playing his final test match. Bowling here is Stark, swinging across the line, Broad towards deep square leg. Will it go all the way? It will! Once more with gusto, says Stuart Broad. <laughs> Over deep mid-wicket, all the way for six. Clearing the tallest man on that rope, Mitchell Marsh as well. Nine for 395. We get a shot of Chris Broad, his old man, the match referee in the crowd. That is Stuart Broad of the most recent era, summed up well. Backing away and clouting it over deep mid-wicket. Wood to Kawaja. He knocked him over at Leeds with a thunderbolt. Arrives and delivers and Kawaja plays with soft hands through the court. And that'll be four. That'll be his 50 as well. 
outside edge of the bat, but no one at third slip. Went to the turf anyway. And Usman Kawaja, who's enjoyed so much success over the last six weeks. Only fitting that he gets a chance to raise his bat again. The job nowhere near done, but already a partnership of 104, Usman Kawaja. That's the 39th time in Test cricket he's reached 50. Here goes Mark Wood. Short ball, pulled away by Warner. A little bit top edgy, but he's got a reasonable piece of it out through square leg and a diving attempt at a save. Doesn't work. But Harry Brook out there. No, I think it might have worked. He's tapped I think it. he tapped it back in. He might have just got a piece of that, Harry Brook, as he was sprinting around from deep back with square leg. They've got two out on the hook. Warner got it in front of square. Either way, he's got himself a couple of runs and raised a half century, David Warner. His second of the series. Made 66 at Lords. He's been under intense pressure. Just having a look at the replay now. And Brook does manage to get a hand to that. And he's not touching the rope at the time as he scoops it back under his body. Excellent piece of fielding. But David Warner has played very well for this half century. He needed it. He's battled. He's battled really tough uh, in the series uh, against all the odds uh, of him uh, on form, uh, making a big one. He's uh, on the verge of doing just that and saving his bacon. Right, uh, presser. Who, who went to the presser last night? Marcus Triscothic, former terrific uh, England opening batsman and England assistant coach. Oh, listen, I think uh, the game's in a great position, isn't it? And I think uh, we're still pretty positive about the job we've got to do. Um, they've had a good start with the bat and seen off the new ball, but in the course of the four innings so far, this, the new ball seems to be the best time to, to bat, so um, it definitely slows down, gets harder to score, and it seems to be like the, the ball seems to grip a little bit more off the pitch as it gets a little bit older, so um, a couple of early ones in the morning, and suddenly we're right back on and right in the mix again. After what happened in Manchester, it would be a real shame if weather intervened again. Have you had a look at the forecast and how much play you opportunity you may get to take those Yeah, I think tomorrow's a little bit better, isn't it? You know, Manchester was, was unique, two days solid, but um, tomorrow I think we'll get the odd shower from what I see and from what I hear, so, you know, so be it. We'll, we'll, we'll judge it as we go along, um, but I'm hoping it's not going to be as bad as it was last week. Which could help the bowlers. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, I think it's harder to bat when you have those interruptions because of the on-off situation of concentration. The bowlers get a bit more time to put feet up, get a bit more work with the massage and massage and physios and things. So um, you can always be a little bit fresher um, and ready for each, spell, each session or each spell when you get back out there. Quietly optimistic, I think it's fair to say, and uh, that will have come through uh, Brendan McCullum, who will be saying, we win. Don't worry, fellas. They had uh, a good session last night. But we win. Absorbing test match uh, conclusion and series conclusion tonight at the Oval.